0: and welcome to the Pink Sheep Tales podcast. Pink Sheep Tales? What's this all about, I hear you ask? Well, the name is based on the old saying, black sheep of the family, and tales, T-A-L-E-S, is a play on words because we'll be hearing people's life stories. So through this podcast, I'm so excited to be able to share these remarkable stories from inspirational children and adults with you. These everyday people are building amazing businesses, excelling in their careers, exceptional in their industries, choosing unique career paths, and all in the name of living their best life. My goal is to encourage listeners to follow their passions and be inspired by our pink sheep who have and are doing just that. So let's do it. Let's open the gate and hear this week's Pink Sheep Tale. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Pink Sheep Tales. I'm really excited. I've got a Fantastic young lady with me here today who I've met sort of socially um, and through business. She's helped me out a little bit Um, and we can explain more of that as we go along. But let me introduce her. It's Christy from Elevate Aesthetics and she's the lash and brow technician um, and it's her own business, so let's introduce yes. you, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. So, just before we get into things, yeah, I met you a few weeks ago, yes. uh, probably, probably three weeks ago three now. Three weeks. Yes, and you helped me with my eyebrows. They yes. were in desperate need of something. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm loving them. Like, uh, it's amazing. Yeah.
1: That makes me happy. Yeah. I'm happy to hear.
0: Thank you very much for that. And I have had comments on them. I'm like, you've got to go to Christy. So, yeah, so it's fantastic. Um, I know your backstory and what's happening with you at the moment. But for our listeners, would you be able to just give us a little brief background of yourself and where you are at
1: the moment? Yeah, okay. A brief background. I have a 12-year background working in law, um, various different roles. I started um, when I was 18, fresh out of high school, as an administration assistant in uh, quite a large law firm in Brisbane. Um, I then progressed to a paralegal role. Changed, I've changed law firms a few times, had a family, so I've got a son, uh, had him quite young, continued in my legal career for quite a long time, um, and then just felt like something was missing. So explored that a little bit. I did a little bit of personal training. I'm really interested in health and fitness and balance and looking after yourself and thought that that might be the way to go, but didn't quite give me what I was looking for. So I then started a nursing degree. So I started a nursing degree just over four years ago, um, continuing in my legal career during that time. Were you studying full time or part time? Yeah, so I started studying full time and then I moved to part time, um, just because I needed to work a little bit more and I just, I was still working in law at that time and it just was not making me happy. And I think sometimes things happen to kind of push us in the direction that we need to go. So a few little hiccups along the way and I just had this, um, idea to study to be an eyelash technician and so I did it I just um it was really scary I left my job um I did my course and I just that's where my business started so I just felt like I was needing some sort of creative outlet that I can work with my hands and make people feel good about themselves and that's that's like my goal in life so I just went for it it was really scary but you did it. I did it. And what what is your business called? So my business is called Elevate Aesthetics. Uh, I did start out as Eyelash Aesthetics and mm-hmm. that has since progressed to Elevate Aesthetics since I've um, added on new services and continue to do so. So I've got a few plans for this year, which yeah. I'm excited about. Oh, that's awesome.
0: We'll yeah. definitely um, hear about those. Well, yeah. Very, very interesting because I know you have one that's happened Re- very recently yes. which is exciting yeah but if we if maybe have a look back and think about um when you were younger yep. and maybe school high school primary school yeah um what would you say were your interests back then did you enjoy school was there subjects in particular that you really loved or extracurricular yeah. activities
1: yeah so I was always interested in the more sort of legal businessy information technology subjects i did actually quit school in year 10 and um, didn't go to school in year 11 and then i work i've always wanted to work i've got a really strong work ethic i worked really hard for that year but just decided that i might not get where i need to go and so i came back and did year 12 i always did really well in school without really trying so i was able to pick up op subjects and um had every intention of applying for a law degree and then at the last minute put journalism as my top preference. So straight out of high school I was accepted into a Bachelor of Journalism. I started that and just didn't find it interesting. I wasn't passionate about it and um, that's when I started working in law and left that degree. So yeah my interest was always in law, business, uh, information technology, creating websites, that sort of stuff. And what attracted you to those fields, do you think? I have no idea. Uh, it was just, I think, a lot of push from my family because I was I didn't have to try. I was really smart. Um, I did quite well at school without too much effort. I wasn't mm-hmm. really that interested in school. My family wanted me to be a lawyer. Actually, at the time, I wanted to be a hairdresser and my family wanted me to be a lawyer. Oh! So... I had a last-minute rebellion and put journalism as my uh, uni preference and got my first preference. Didn't do either of them. Didn't do law um, and, well, I didn't study a Bachelor of Law and I didn't become a hairdresser. Mm.
0: Our listeners might be able to hear um, little Zane, your your puppy. He's having a little sneeze at the moment. He's oh. <laughs> he rolling around. He's super cute. He's been so friendly and he's um, a little cavoodle. He
1: looks like a teddy bear.
0: Yeah, he does. He
1: does. How long were you in the journalism degree for? It was. A very short period of time. I remember a defining moment that just made me realise this was not for me, uh, which was about a month in, and Ooh. so I would have left after about two months. Mm. It was very soon. Oh. I knew. I, I just knew I didn't want to do that.
0: Wow. Mm. Oh, gosh. Um, well, that's good to find out early yeah. instead of um, investing a lot of money into something that yeah, exactly. you weren't passionate about. Are you, would you mind sharing with us um, when you had your son? How, what age you were?
1: Yeah, so I was really young. Uh, I met my son's father in high school, so we were, I guess, high school sweethearts. Um, got engaged, bought a house, had a baby all by the time I was 20 and then became became a single mum when I was 21. Oh. Yeah, so I had started my legal career uh, when I was 18 and then had my son when I was 20. So, mm-hmm. I had my son. Uh, there was a short interlude, maternity mm-hmm. <laughs> leave, yeah, and then recommenced my legal career. Um, that was yeah. He's eleven now, so eleven years ago, almost twelve years ago, um, I I worked in law for the majority of his younger years, and then started my nursing degree when he was seven. So, yeah. Well, um, started my business when he was. Nine?
0: Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. And
1: does he
0: um does he understand Mum has her own business? Like Mum's a
1: business yeah, owner. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. he does now. So he spent a lot of time in before and after school care, vacation care, I was always away. Sometimes he would come into the office and he knew that I sort of had this office job and then there was a huge transition to me being at home a lot and having clients come to my home or our home and um, then progressing to having a commercial space. So he has watched all of it and I think because he is older, he does have a really good understanding. Mm -hmm. He's Yeah, he has glimpses of um, proud moments I think for me which is nice <laughs>
0: oh, yeah can you think of is there a particular scenario that's happened and you're thinking
1: I think that? there's just a lot of you know he sort of says to says to people like my mum owns a business sometimes or you know my mum has her own business or um, my mum has clients coming over and in a in a way that he is sort of a bit like proud Mm -hmm. yeah so not really a huge moment just little snippets of things that he says that um sort of lets show how he feels
0: that is so cool yeah Yeah, that's awesome so if we think back about your parents i'm really interested Mm -hmm. to see uh a lot of people if their parents have their own businesses it's just a natural flow on that oh that's what we do let what's my business going to be and then there's people who create their own businesses and it was never, it was something they came across. It wasn't as something that was influential
1: through their childhood. So uh, do you mind sharing Yeah, of course. So my mum has eight children. Oh, wow. So she didn't really work a great deal. Uh, She did do a few things. I've thought about this recently. She actually did do a few things for herself. She was a dressmaker, um, but it wasn't a huge business and not really anything that I knew in my childhood. Uh, just, I guess, things that she told me in my later years. Um, But yeah, I guess during my childhood, she was a mum. She was definitely a stay-at-home mum. Mum and dad are separated. So mum looked after the kids. Um, My dad is a truck driver. He's one of the smartest men that I know and can build furniture with incredible joinery. That's a piece of his uh, in my lounge room just there. It's got no screws or anything like that except for one repair. That's a 13-year-old table he just built from scratch, designed himself, um, but never really took it any further, just does those little things for himself. Oh, wow. Worked as a truck driver. He did. He. I think he did the same sort of thing. He had his own furniture removal business that he was telling me about just the other day, but that was before I was born. Oh. Um, so I guess... What I knew in my childhood was my dad working really, really hard as a truck driver and just doing things that he felt passionate about as his hobbies in his spare time. And my mum sort of looking after the kids and not really having a lot of time to go and work or, I guess, pursue any of her passions. So, are you the eldest? I'm the third youngest.
0: Third youngest. Mm. Um, um, What is the
1: age gap between the oldest and the youngest? Okay, so it's about... 47 forgive me there are a lot of people to remember the <laughs> ages <laughs> so about 47 is the oldest i'm 32 i'm the third youngest and the youngest is 22 wow yeah
0: oh gosh big age gap <laughs> big age gap but that'd be um, like lovely having a big family
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that people have this idea about a large family that all events are really, like, huge and amazing and everyone comes together, but it makes it really hard to get everybody together. So it's not very often that we're all in the same house. (laughs) Do you all live in Brisbane? No. No? No. So I spent a lot of my life travelling between Victoria and Queensland and New South Wales, which is where all of my family resides, pretty much in each of those states. Yeah, we're all separated. Oh, mm. it's a good excuse for travelling. Yeah, it is <laughs> free accommodation whenever I need it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome! And from what I heard of the truck driving industry, that yes. is kind of like a business. You're like you're in charge of yourself and your truck, and
1: yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what role you have. My dad has worked as a logistics uh, manager, uh, looking after a company um running a company and then he has just worked in a truck for a company where they sort of tell him where to go and then he has also owned his own truck and um, was I guess a subcontractor for a company um oh.
0: yeah oh interesting
1: yeah. so does
0: your mum um still double in her dress making for not really or anything? no not really she just does <laughs> a lot of gardening now oh <laughs> Oh, that's fun. And at the moment, is she in Brisbane? No, she's in Victoria. Victoria. Oh, country Victoria. Oh, lovely. At the moment, we've had torrential
1: rain here. I know. And the gardens
0: are just like flourishing. Yes, they yeah. are. The
1: grass is going crazy. All of the plants are going crazy. Yeah. It's really nice. It
0: is really nice. And it's lovely. Yeah. Um, I have a home similar to yours. And so yeah. we can hear the rain oh, on the roof beautiful. at night. Oh, is so just great. the best? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. That's lovely. So we digress a little bit, um, but that's okay. While you were doing your nursing degree, mm-hmm. uh, I have a girlfriend doing a nursing degree at the moment, and I know within her group there's all these ideas of where you can go with your nursing and yes. many, many different decisions to make because it's not just going to a hospital once you finish, different avenues. So yeah. had the cosmetic tattooing and the eyelash extensions Did that come to you as part of your degree or just your you Mm. were liking those industries already?
1: Yeah, it just was um, something that I became interested in aside from my nursing degree. It wasn't really connected in any way. I think eyelash extensions was just something that I could do that felt creative. I was working with my hands. I would be um, doing things for women that would like, giving them eyelash extensions, they wake up in the morning, they feel really good about themselves. So nursing is looking after people. Uh, that's definitely something that I am passionate about and caring for other people. Um, but eyelash extensions, similar in that way, but that's about the only connection that they have, I think. It was just completely separate, something that I wanted to do really so that I could work from home and create my own hours around long placements and family life and, yeah, yeah. And your at-home studio is so mm-hmm. pretty. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's really lovely. It's coming together. Yeah, We've looks... recently moved, so it's sort of a work in progress, but I think it always will be. Oh, looks yeah. like looks like
0: it's been there forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> thank you. And I love your logo too. It's really chic and Thank you. It, it just matches your whole style. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wanted something that was just really streamlined and sophisticated um not too busy something that I can just take with me if I do decide to change I think I have quite a natural design with the the florals and the colors that I use and if I wanted to go a little crazy I can just take that logo with me I can put it on shirts I can put it on any product that I decide to start selling in the future and, yeah, it's just really um, – it translates, in, translates into lots of different um, areas that I want to take my business. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Um, and when you first – was it a conscious decision to start a eyelash extension business or did it sort of start, oh, I'll try, i do the training and I'll try
1: it and see what happens and then it just took off? Yeah, so – it wasn't, it wasn't really something that I ever just didn't want to do as my job, but I did definitely go into it thinking, I need to see if I'm good at this first. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. When I did my training, I thought, oh my gosh, I actually don't know if I can do this. It's really hard. Um, but I needed to, I needed to, um, I needed to find something that I could work in with my life. And it just became, as soon as I did my course, Although I had those doubts about whether or not I would be good at it, whether or not it would become my job, I just knew that I wanted to make it my job. I became obsessed with eyelashes and eyelash extensions and everything to do with eyelashes um, really quickly and just knew that, yeah, this has to be my job. This has to be what I do. I have to make this work. But just because I was so passionate about it as soon as i started
0: and i think that's the best like you can't go wrong following yeah. your passion you just naturally want to do the best and yeah. people pick up on that yeah and they're, yeah oh so that's fantastic yeah have you had friends and family going oh we totally can could see you doing
1: this or no hey. i had a lot of doubt yeah oh. i had a lot of doubt when i said that i was doing uh some training in eyelash extensions there was a lot of um are you sure about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, not so direct hesitation but a lot of indirect mm, I don't really know if you should do that <laughs> oh well but I did it anyway yeah. I think that that's you have to know and you have to be confident that when you find something that you're passionate about and that you might be interested in and you think it might make you happy you have to just do it despite what anybody says you have to just know and follow that inside of yourself and kind of block out that mm-hmm because there's already doubt there. You can't feed it. Mm. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. yeah, don't feed it. Exactly. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you were starting out, was there anything that you were struggling with and you had to sort of outsource to get people to help you? Um, so you've said you have the IT background. You're,
1: did you build your own website? Yeah I, yeah, I did my own website. I did use a template. I changed it quite a bit to suit me but I think yeah using their template definitely helped I've changed my website uh, twice now mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really outsource anything I didn't have a lot of money I was I left my job I was studying nursing I was doing long stints on placement um, which cost me in time and money you know with childcare and traveling to different hospitals and yeah, I didn't have the money to put into the business. I had to do everything. I, I designed everything myself. I created my own websites. I sourced all of my products. I, yeah, everything. Wow. I did, it. I did it without a lot of help at all, really, because I couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't get, I couldn't afford to get anybody to do anything.
0: Oh, well, congratulations because it looks you. amazing.
1: I loved doing that though. It yeah. was a really nice part of creating this little business
0: oh cool yeah i'm terrible with it (laughs) so i'm always very impressed with people who are able to do that side of things yeah um i have someone who helps me with my it and i'm sure (laughs) i give him headaches i'm like blah 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 blah." i don't really know what i'm talking about with it but the concepts in my head it's just articulating it it yeah yeah but yeah Raises much anxiety, IT stuff for me. Um, It's definitely not easy. No, it's not. It's not. With the business, so you started uh, seeing clients from
1: home at first and how long did it take you until you uh, found a commercial location? It took me over a year to make that decision uh, and I only really made that decision because of the new services that I brought into my business. So I started the cosmetic tattooing. And that's what sort of prompted that uh, I need a commercial space or I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I worked from home for a really long time. I absolutely love my home space Mm -hmm. and I would work from home uh, every day if I could, but the cosmetic tattooing has quite strict infection control um, requirements that having a home space just doesn't quite meet.
0: Uh, and. You'd mentioned before this year is going to be quite a big year for yourself. Yeah. Would you like to share the exciting news that's happened recently?
1: Yeah. So very recently I have uh, had an amazing opportunity present itself. I will be offering the cosmetic tattooing exclusively from Sacred Rose Tattoo Studio, which is a really well-established tattoo studio with some incredibly talented artists with a variety of different styles. And I'm, I'm really excited to bring my style of cosmetic tattooing to their team. I think they're really excited to have me. It's, you know, something new for them. Mm. They haven't had a cosmetic tattoo artist in there before. Um, and they're just a really great group of people to be around. It's a really great atmosphere. And I think it will be, yeah, it will be really exciting. I'm looking forward to getting in there and getting started. It's this month, so that will be happening. Um, but yeah. And you're running, we'll pop all your links uh, on the on our Facebook
0: page and also on our show notes with the podcast and everyone will be able to see that you've got a competition going at the moment. I do. To celebrate the partnership. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll have to pop along. And did you want to give a little brief explanation of the um, comp you
1: have? Yeah, of course. So I guess being so excited about the move, Sacred Rose Tattoo and myself decided to uh, give Uh, one lucky girl her dream brows for free so we just thought we'd do something crazy it's exciting that I'm moving in they're excited to have me we just thought we'd do something nice for someone so you just have to um, jump on to the instagram page and it's got some information on there it's really easy to enter and you get free brows so yeah
0: i've shared it yeah. i was like oh i can't enter but i've shared it on my. Like, yeah. oh
1: thank get you i know <laughs> i wish i could get free brows
0: <laughs> a friend of mine he's um just moved back to the uk but he has he wears glasses and he'd yeah. said i thought about contact going to contact lenses but and he took his glasses off. He's like, I have no eyebrows. Oh. And I think my glasses like, give my face definition. I was like, well, maybe Christy does men as well. I would then,
1: love to do men's brows. Ooh. I would love to. Oh. Yeah, it's a really different style for men than what it is for women. So you have to. And I guess that's what I do anyway. I um, design brows individually based on the person's facial features and what they want and it would be the same for men you just have to design it very differently to what you do for women but yeah. it would be really yeah it would be really good to do that <laughs> yeah, well it, i've never heard of yeah it's not many never occurred to me. yeah i was going mm. to say do you know anybody who specializes in men's? one of my trainers does oh. men's brows yeah, yeah she's really good yeah so
0: um would they i'm not sure if you would know but would they find it's men who maybe have um so my friend is just very fair and his
1: brows are very fair and sparse but I
0: suppose I'm thinking um, people who've gone through cancer treatments and things like that
1: yeah so that's something that I um, I think kind of one of the reasons why I started is just it is an image-based thing but it just has such a huge impact on how we feel about ourselves and the You know, things like going through cancer treatment and losing your hair has such a significant impact on how we feel about ourselves. And definitely, it's a great option for people who have gone through that. It's um, you know, getting your brows tattooed on is a great option for people who have fair hair, who have alopecia. You know, where they where their hair falls out, Mm -hmm. Um, other different conditions where they actually pick you know people pick their own hair and it can be eyebrow hair and it really impacts you know their daily life and how they feel about themselves Mm. yeah it's a really good option for a lot of different people but also if you just have sparse brows or you have odd shaped brows you know they can be uneven it's um getting them tattooed it has such a huge impact on how you feel about yourself
0: yeah oh well definitely and from personal experience um so i've got a scar in one of my brows so hair doesn't grow in it so ever since i was little well not little but i got it that happened when i was little yeah but um became conscious of how i looked i would pluck them evenly and which meant they were really thin so i suppose as a result of that you just kind of kept doing that and then you learn how to draw them on you're like this is a lot of effort
1: it's a lot of effort (laughs)
0: And because I don't wear makeup during the week, um, I and that's one thing I am conscious of. So, long story short, I love my brows, yeah. and um, <laughs> it has made me feel much better. Like getting up, and as they're yes. been healing as well, when they were healing, I was walking around, and people were like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "Yes, my brow was itchy." Yeah, going like scratches <laughs> I was Good doing like these. oh Uh, Oh, it's just really hot (laughs) (laughs) um but now oh my gosh they're just fantastic and yeah so you do a great job made a big impact on my life so thank you you're so welcome um so did you have any other plans that you wanted to share with with us for
1: this year yeah so I have just finished my nursing degree last year. When I started that, my only plan was to work in pediatric nursing or emergency nursing. And anybody who's done a nursing degree or is in a, you know currently studying nursing will know that that kind of changes as the course progresses and you get exposed to different things. Different interests come up. But since starting my business and it, I guess, developing to the level that it has, cosmetic um, cosmetic injectables it just seems to be a natural progression for my business so I'm using my nursing degree to now start cosmetic injectables training and we'll add that to my business I think it's just it seems like a natural progression and it's just kind of meets I don't know if it's my goal in life just to do things for people that make them feel you know better about themselves and cosmetic uh Tattooing and eyelash extensions does that and cosmetic injectables will do that as well. So I'm really excited to bring that on board and just offer people another way to feel good about themselves when they wake up in the morning.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I love, um, like, your whole personality and approach to things. A lot of people um, may look at the industry like it's just completely all about vanity, but Mm. it's not. It, like, it's a genuine... Some people have a genuine concern, like that scar. Yeah, um, I have in my brow. That's a genuine thing for me, and it has made just me have a little bit more of a pep in my step. Yeah, and so all those little things, it's can impact people so much from a a genuine concern and uncomfortableness that they have with themselves, not just yeah. oh, I want to look like you know the cover of Vogue. Yeah, um, So exactly. Yeah, and you really come across from a very um caring and nurturing
1: place which is lovely yeah i have that conversation a lot with people i think that it's you know people seem to think it's just very superficial but sometimes doing things to the way that we look to 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 look in a way that we feel is a little bit better has a huge impact on how good we feel when we wake up in the morning and i have just this theory that if something is going to make you feel happy and feel better about yourself or start your day off better you have to do it you owe it to yourself to try owe it to yourself to do it there is nothing wrong with a little tweak here getting your brows tattooed on or you know for any reason like having a scar you it's just this one little change that you can make that it's not just superficial it really makes you feel better like Not that you felt awful before, but it does just give you, like you said, that little bit of a pep in your step. When you wake up in the morning, you're like, yeah, I don't have to see that scar Mm. there anymore. Or people who don't really have brows, I don't have to wake up and, you know, draw my brows on because I don't really feel that comfortable going out in society and not really having any eyebrows on my face. It's just it's not really extremely superficial. It's it's I think it's a bit of there's a bit of depth there. Mm. It helps. People to feel good about themselves. Yeah. Well, when my friend comes
0: back from overseas, yeah. he's
1: over there for six months at the moment.
0: I'm lucky. going to say, to, I know, very lucky. So he's um <laughs> visiting family and having a little extended holiday. Nice. Um, so I'm going to say, come on, let's go after Christy. Yeah. And You can get your your contacts or your eyes glazed. because that yes. is the reason he's not doing it. He thinks he needs the glasses to keep that. Um, give him that framing and extra um, dimension to his face yeah
1: yeah oh my gosh if I can get rid of those glasses for him I will I know how much of a pain they are (laughs) so onto it
0: (laughs) could I ask um
1: you've got gorgeous tattoos thank you how old were you when you got your first one I was 17 (laughs) I started small and as you can see it's just progressed But they're so lovely. (laughs) Have you had some done at Sacred Rose? Yeah, I have. So uh, the guy who owns it, his name is Migueli, and I've known him for over 10 years. He's a good friend of mine, um, but I met him through, well, at the start he did my tattoos. He's been doing tattoos for me for 10 years, but he has created this little area for himself where he does a lot of like mandala designs and dot work and so he's done a couple of those for me places we can't really see right now but yeah he's, he's done a couple of really good pieces for me and I love his work but yeah
0: amazing yeah have you heard of this girl um I think she, I'm pretty sure she's American but she's just moved to Wales I think um Jenna Kerr oh okay and she does these um gem Tattoos. so you know the ones oh, that look like they're shiny
1: yeah oh,
0: so i don't know if she was the first person in the world to do them um,
1: yeah. but
0: she's given got herself a little name doing it
1: oh, cool no i haven't seen her i'll have oh. to check her out on instagram or something oh yes yes so oh give you the little linkies later yeah but
0: thank they're you. gorgeous i love I them, check them out. yeah i my theory is what they've done what she's done is used white instead of um mm. having flesh showing through she's used the white to give it that pop yeah, i think I that's the that. difference mm. yeah not 100 percent sure but that's my theory <laughs> that's what i'm going with um yeah so i hope so one day she to comes it. to australia because that'd be really
1: yeah wow, gorgeous yeah, I'll have to check them out. I love those. There's a couple of artists around. I've just stumbled upon someone who does a lot of watercolor, but they're like they're like paint strokes, or they're really beautiful little gems that are just have this watercolor in the background. And I'm like, oh, I thought I wasn't getting any more, but maybe I am. Mm. <laughs> Something like that would be nice. Oh, yeah, I
0: could totally see that on you. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous flowers. Like blowing in the field. Yeah. That sort of, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there's another girl. Um, she was a well-known New Zealand street artist, um, Misery Girl. Okay. And that's how I uh, first became aware of her probably about 12 years ago. And she was big in New Zealand and then she was going all around the world with her um, street art. But she had, creates these little characters that are – you look at it first and they might have framing around it. So it could look like a an antique picture frame with an image yes. in it or it's a scene and you look at it and you go, oh, it's so cute. Look at that. But then when you really look at it, yes. there's like little skulls and oh. the little girls are uh, cartoonish, but they'll have like a little cross for an eye, or, but they'll be in these really cute little dresses. Cute. So she's done this really great blend of, you know, sweet, innocent, but also a bit of a twist, twist to it. I love yeah. them. I love them. Uh, she had a baby. And from what I gather, I think now she's doing um, children's clothing. Oh, cool. So she's I come back on the edginess of it. Yeah. But um, still, it's so cute. So cute. It's funny how things progress. Mm, yeah. Well, like I said, we'll pop up all the uh, links for your socials and definitely your competition because mm-hmm. – We really want someone to get those brows. Um, And, yeah, everyone will be able to hook up with you that way.
1: Um, People can just contact you via Facebook or Facebook, uh, Instagram. Yeah, you can jump on my website, send me a message on there. Yeah.
0: Oh, excellent. Uh, You did say that you're um, going away for a couple of days. I
1: am. Yes, I'm so excited. I haven't had a holiday since I started my nursing degree four years ago. and so so we're going away for a week
0: oh awesome yeah well we hope you really enjoy that it'll be lovely thank you Um, yeah so thank you so much for your time and keep us up to date with everything that's happening and we'll let listeners know uh, because it sounds like it's an exciting year for you so how exciting thank you thank you for having me oh you're welcome you're welcome thank you and we'll sign off for now Thank you for listening, and I hope you really enjoyed this week's tale. Let me now invite you to pop over to our Facebook group called Pink Sheep Tales Podcast, and there you can stay up to date with all the exciting news from our pink sheep. You can also find myself at OCD Organizing, Cleaning, and Decluttering Specialists on Facebook or on my website, ocdpro.com.au. Well, I'll catch you back here next week. Until then, enjoy yourself.